أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إنا أرسلنا نوحا إلى قومه أن أنذر قومك من قبل أن يأتيهم عذاب أليم قال يا قوم إني لكم نذير مبين أن اعبدوا الله واتقوه وأطيعون يغفر لكم من ذنوبكم ويؤخركم إلى أجل مسمى إن أجل الله إذا جاء لا يؤخر لو كنتم تعلمون رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل العقدة من لساني نفقه قولي فالحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين ثم أما بعد السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته So uh, now we've reached, alhamdulillah, Surah Nuh, one of the very beautiful short surahs of the Qur'an. Uh, from beginning to end, talks about Nuh salam and his legacy and summarizes it. Inna arsalna Nuhan ila qawmihi. No doubt, we're the ones, in fact, we sent Nuh to his nation and anzir qawmaka, that you should warn your nation min qabli an yatiyahum adabun alim before a painful punishment hits them or comes at them and attacks them. The word an and anvir uh, is what I'd like to draw your attention to. Like, you know, you could say the sentence in the third person and say, Inna arsalna nuhan ila qawmihi an yunzira qawmahu min qabli an yatiyahum adabun alim. You can make the entire thing a third person statement. But it goes from an to a command, which is definitely second person. This is an amr, an anvir. Right? Which, uh, what it suggests is the, the strength of the imperative. What this does is it's, it's the strength of the imperative. And you know, to say that Allah sent Nuh salam to warn, so that he warns, is different from saying Allah sent Nuh salam and he felt that he was obligated by Allah to warn. He had this sense of purpose and command from Allah all the time. So that's what's captured in the Amr here. Something similar happens in Surah Luqman. وَإِذْ قَالَ لُقْمَانُ لِبْنِهِ Actually, no, before that, وَلَقَدْ آتَيْنَا لُقْمَانَ الْحِكْمَةِ أَنْ أُشْكُرْ لِلَّهِ We gave Luqman wisdom that, and then it's a quote almost, be grateful to Allah, the command form is used. As opposed to saying, we gave Luqman the wisdom to be grateful to Allah. أَنْ يَشْكُرَ لِلَّهِ No, no, no. أَنْ يَشْكُرْ لِلَّهِ The Amr, meaning not only is he grateful to Allah, that's wisdom, but he feels obligated, the obligation to be grateful. So it combines the, the concept of, yes, you should be grateful, and that's a wise thing to do, but I feel obligated to be grateful. And that's captured in the Amr. So Nuh felt the obligation to invite his people before, and, you know, uh, before a painful punishment hits them. He said, my nation, inni lakum mubin. I, no doubt, especially for you people, are, am an obvious warner. Allah that you should enslave yourselves to Allah and be cautious of Him. How will you be cautious of Him? And you obey me. This summarizes actually the legacy of all the Prophets. The first concept is that we're slaves. That's why we're on this earth. We're slaves of Allah. We're here to serve Him. And once, that is, once you recognize that, then a slave has to be cautious about the master and not disobey the commandments of a master because obviously when you violate your master's commands, you get in trouble. How will you know what his commandments are? You have to follow a prophet. 
The three are logically connected and basically summarize the call of all prophets. And if you're able to do these things, He would cover for you, He would forgive for you from out of your sins. Even Nuh his hope in the people is dwindling. So Allah, is, he, he doesn't even say, That would mean He'd forgive your sins for you. But He said, Which means some of your sins, or hopefully a good number of your sins, you'll forgive. I don't know about the others, because you guys have been at this for quite a long time. So it's towards the end of his career that these words are being said. Where his hope is already diminishing in his people. And perhaps he will delay for you. He'll forgive some of your past sins and give you a chance to repent for the rest of them until a given deadline. No doubt when the deadline declared by Allah, whenever it shows up, then it won't be delayed. Then it won't be put off. There won't be a false alarm. لَوْ كُنْتُمْ تَعْلَمُونَ Had you only any clue. Now the word لَوْ is, they say in Arabic, كَلِمَةَ الْحَصْرَ Right? حرف الْحَصْرَ Right? حَصْرَ Is regret. And it's used for when something bad already happened. And you look back and you say لَوْ But in the case of Nuh the bad thing, meaning the punishment of Allah, hasn't happened yet. It hasn't happened yet. Yet he still uses the word لو إن أجل الله إذا جاء لا يؤخر instead of saying إن كنتم تعلمون he says لو كنتم تعلمون now إن كنتم تعلمون would be it hasn't come yet if you knew it's almost as saying had you only known had you only known so you have to imagine the ship is already being built he's already you know hammering away at every plank and people are walking by and laughing at him he knows the danger is not just an unseen anymore. The fact that he's building this ark and he's looking at it every day is already clear to him that this is inevitable. This is done. The moment I'm done with this ship, the closer I get to finishing this project, the closer the you know, divine wrath gets. So to him, it's a, it's a done deal. So he talks about it as though it's already occurred. لَوْ كُنْتُمْ تَعْلَمُونَ قَالَ رَبِّ إِنِّي دَعَوْتُ قَوْمِي Now he's turning to complain to his, to his Lord, his Master. And this is actually already a pretty good sign that he's fed up with them. Because the way he talks about them now, listen carefully. He says, Master, there's no doubt. I'm the one. I invited my nation night and day. فَلَمْ يَزِدْهُمْ دُعَائِي Notice you would think he would invite them day and night. نَهَارًا وَلَيْلًا But he says, لَيْلًا وَنَهَارًا Night and day. Meaning I lost sleep over this. I did this all the time. Even when you don't expect me to do it, which is what time? Night time. Night and day I did this. فَلَمْ يَزِدْهُمْ دُعَائِي Then my call to them did not increase them in anything. I, I saw no progress. إِلَّا فِرَارًا Except they would run away even more. The only thing that happened was they were more agitated, more annoyed with me. Every time I opened my mouth, they would run the other way. They wouldn't want anything to do with me. I was socially boycotted. وَإِنِّي كُلَّمَا دَعَوْتُهُمْ And no doubt I, every single time, كُلَّمَا Every single time, I would invite them, I would try to call them, لِتَغْفِرَ لَهُمْ So you, Allah, could forgive them. Why was I calling them? Not for myself. I was calling them so you could forgive them. The concern for other that we learned in the previous surah. Now we're seeing a thesis about it. He was concerned for the other for this long. لِتَغْفِرَ لَهُمْ جَعَلُوا أَصَابِعَهُمْ فِي آذَانِهِمْ They would place their fingers in their ears. La 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 la. I don't want to hear it. You hear? You see this old man? This is what we think what you, about what you have to say. This is what they would do with Nuh One of the ulul azam min al-rusul. You know when a messenger is insulted, how offensive it is to Allah? 
And then for a messenger to be insulted like this for centuries, I mean, these people, subhanAllah. And now on top of all of that, the messenger, our messenger is told, wasbir, wasbir, sabran jamila. You just be patient. Nuh salam, the next surah is teaching us, Nuh salam has been patient for a very long time. But now it's come, the, you know, farat tanur, the kettle is already overboiled. Now he's speaking out. Allah is teaching his messenger, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, if you speak out, what's going to happen? You can. I'm, I'm advising you, Muhammad, وسلم, to be patient. But if you speak out, then let me tell you what happens when a messenger speaks out. Because you have the right. So what happens? They stuck their fingers in their ears. By the way, did this resonate with the Prophet too, sallallahu alayhi wasallam? Yeah. Don't listen to this Quran. Make lots of noise whenever it's being recited. Every time it's being spoken, just make lots of noise. Create a, create a buzz so people get distracted. And they tried to cover their clothes, cover their face. Oh, dirty old man is here. Pull their clothes back. Get away from me. You smell. They'd insult the Prophet Nuh And he's now he remembers all of it. And he's recalling all of it in his conversation to Allah. And he's saying, Ya Allah, I called them for you. And they would stick their fingers in their ears. They'd pull their clothes back and cover themselves. وَأَصَرُّوا And they insisted. وَاسْتَكْبَرُوا And they were arrogant. They weren't just arrogant. وَاسْتَكْبَرُوا اسْتِكْبَارًا What kind of mustard again? مَفْعُولْ mutlaq. They were really arrogant. Ya Allah, they were so prideful. They were so condescending. That so is in the istikbar and in the mustar. He's like going out of his way to, to list their crime. Thumma And then I call them out in public, openly. Because they wouldn't listen to me individually. If I'd go to them, they'd pursue me away. So I would go in public spaces and go and call them. Then I was the one that would announce to them publicly. I figured if private conversations won't work, if me speaking out in the street won't work, I would go in the, like the pulpit or the, the, the platform for public announcements and I would declare it from there. Publicly. And I even speak, spoke to them in secret council after that. After I would give my speech, I'd go individually and say, Did you consider what I was saying? Please think about what I'm saying. Then I would say to them, I said to them, Just ask Allah to forgive you. That's all I'm asking. Ask your master to forgive you. No doubt he keeps forgiving over and over and over again. He will rain the sky upon you midraran in good, continuous, life-giving rain. Rain that continuously comes is called midrar. Now notice the punishment that destroyed this nation was rain also, was water also. But actually the, the, when rain is calmed down, when it's not gone wild, then it's a source of life. It's a source of vegetation. It's a source of you know, a, a healthy, healthy society. And if you just ask Allah for forgiveness, He will extend you. With money and children. All these benefits will open to you. Notice the form, right? Yursil is connected with the next word with a kasra, right? Which makes it majzum. Then yumdid, not yumiddu, it's yumdid. Then wayaj'al, it's majzum, majzum, majzum. The question is, why are they all majzum? Why is there a sukun at the end of every present tense? It's because this is jawabul talab. There's talab on the one hand, istaghfiru rabbakum. 
And it says, though in between, wa in tastaghfiruhu, and if you were to ask forgiveness of him, then these things will happen. What things will happen? The sky will rain water, abundant water. You will have more in money, and you will have more in children. And he, he will install gardens for you, and he will put together rivers for you. He'll install rivers for you. Life on this earth will become beautiful for you if what? You ask Allah for forgiveness. This is a passage about what are the benefits of istighfar. We thought the benefit of istighfar is forgiveness. Now obviously somebody's asking for forgiveness. The greatest thing they're hoping for is forgiveness itself. Forgiveness comes with these benefits. He'll put gardens out for you. He'll lay rivers down for you. What is wrong with you people? You have no expectations from the grand nobility of Allah. You don't hope from Allah to show you dignity. And he's the one that already created you in stage after stage. Tawr means stage. Atwar means you were babies, then you were adults, and you've matured so much. He's the one that did that for you. Haven't you taken a look and reflected how Allah created seven skies, one on top of the other in layers? And in those skies, Allah placed, within them, He placed a light. وَجَعَلَ الشَّمْسَ سِرَاجًا Meaning the moon first, and then he placed the sun as a lamp. وَاللَّهُ أَنْبَتَكُمْ مِنَ الْأَرْضِ نَبَاتًا And Allah is the one who caused from the earth all kinds of things to sprout for you. أَنْبَتَكُمْ نَبَاتًا All kinds of things to sprout for you. ثُمَّ يُعِيدُكُمْ فِيهَا Then he's the one who brings it out, he returns it back to you from within it. Meaning the plants sprout and they give seeds and you put the seed back in and it brings it back to more produce. He keeps giving you more and more out of the same food. And he continuously brings things out for you. And he leveled the earth down for you and made it easy for you to walk on. So that you can pursue from it all kinds of paths and go through all kinds of valleys. Fijaj means you know open space between two, two mountains. You know, otherwise it's hard to tread and uh, or, you know to tread that path. And he opened those roadways for you. Subhanallah continues. So it's a, this this part was all. It's still continuously still. It's a conversation between Allah and Nuh, and Nuh is talking. Nuh is saying, "I said this to them. I said this to them. I said this to them. All the things you taught me to tell them, I told them." I tried to remind them publicly, privately, in council settings, in family settings, all these settings I exhausted. And then Allah says, go back and says, and then finally Nuh said, Rabb, my master, innahum asawni, they have disobeyed me. Now the past tense is, yudasawni, they've disobeyed me. Not yasunani, they disobey me. Which means, he's done with them. <laughs> it's done, ya Rabb. And they have followed They have followed someone who cannot increase them in wealth Nor can he increase them in children Except in more loss That's the only thing that they can increase in now And they made a huge plot against him They made a huge plot against you know, undermining his efforts And it seems the closer he got to building the ark The more intense his da'wah became and so they started seeing some effect of his call and the warning, 
you know, because he can imagine if he's got only a one or two days worth of work left, he's really scared for these people. So he's going out of his way to warn them now like never before. So some people are getting a little shaken and they're being pulled towards him. And the leaders of the tribe see that. So they made a new plan. And their plan was to make people feel like if they accept Nuh's call, not only are they dumb, because they would think that the messengers, they're crazy people, etc. Don't follow a crazy person. But actually they will make people feel like they're traitors. That they're abandoning the, the expectations of their elders. That they're an embarrassment to their family legacy. That sort of line of reasoning. So they said, Don't you dare leave your gods, they said. They went around making another a counter da'wah. Don't you dare abandon wad. One of the names of their false gods. And don't leave suwa'an. وَلَا يَغُوثُ Don't leave Yahuth and Ya'uq وَنَصْرُ These are names of their gods. They called them by name so they could scare people and say, you're going to leave Yahuth? You're going to leave Nasr after all he's done for you? Have you forgotten his powers? Don't you think the, the curse will come on you, etc., etc.? So they, would, they, they went on this, you know, this huge campaign to undermine the call of, of uh, Nuh السلام, and it worked. وَقَدْ أَضَلُّوا كَثِيرًا And they misguided a lot of people. They were able to get a lot of people to stay. And this, these, these guides, these misguides, these idols were not able to increase wrongdoers in anything except even more misguidance. Because of the kinds of mistakes they made, they were drowned. Then they were thrown into the fire. Then they were entered into fire. Allah tortured this nation with water and then with fire. The horrors of water and then the horrors of fire. فَلَمْ يَجِدُوا لَهُمْ Then they didn't find anybody for themselves. مِن دُونِ اللَّهِ Against Allah. Anybody other than Allah. Ansaran, Any sort of helpers. وَقَالَ نُوحٌ And Nuh said, رَبِّ لَا تَذَرْ Master, don't leave behind. لَا تَذَرْ عَلَى الْأَرْضِ Don't leave anyone on the earth. On the planet Earth, don't leave anyone. Min al kafirin from the disbelievers, the yara, not a single home, not a single residence of a disbeliever should remain. Ya Allah, wipe them out entirely. How much must they have tested the patience of Nuh salam for him to say this? La tadar ala al ardi min al kafirin the yara. Inna ka intadarhum. Ya, ya Rabbi, I know from experience, no doubt about it, if you were to leave them, spare any one of them, they will not only be misguided themselves, that's bad enough, they'll misguide other slaves. You know where his, where his anger is coming from? They'll misguide other slaves. He's at the very end of his career. He's trying to save people, and they go on a misguiding Allah's slaves campaign. Allah says, these, says, these are the worst of the worst. Don't leave any of them. They are a source of trouble. وَلَا يَلِدُ إِلَّا فَاجِرًا كَفَّارًا And they won't give birth to anyone except someone engrossed in sin. Fajr. Extremely sinful. Impulsively sinful. And extremely ungrateful. Kafara. رَبِّ غْفِرْلِي Master, forgive me. So you know, Allah doesn't even mention the punishment here because Rasul knows the punishment. But this is the dua Nuh made. And this is the dua Rasul is reciting in Salat. He's reciting Quran, he's reciting this dua. But he's not only thinking about the people of Nuh, is he? 
When he's reciting this dua, who's he thinking about? Quraysh. If he makes a dua somewhere in this neighborhood, some, something like this, what happens next? Subhanallah. <laughs> Subhanallah. The Messenger, والسلام, when we call him Rahmatan lil Alameen, we call him mercy. He had precedent before him. Allah told him, you be patient. Just try to find a way to be patient. Ignore the ignorant things they're saying and the tortures they're doing and the crimes they're committing. Because if you, when your messenger makes dua, it's done. It's over. And so this messenger makes dua, Rabbi Ghfirli, Master forgive me, Wali Walidayya, and forgive both of my parents. Wali man dakhala baytiya mu'minan, and forgive the one who enters my house as a believer. And forgive the believing men and the forgive the believing women. And my master, don't increase. Don't give any increase to wrongdoers. Except in tabaran. Tabar means al-kasr wal-halak. Break them, destroy them. The only thing they should have more of is destruction and collapse. That's the only thing that I want you to increase them in. Forgive us and completely annihilate them. This surah is right after Surah Al-Ma'arij. Right after, when the Messenger is told, فَاصْبِرْ صَبْرًا جَمِيلًا إِنَّهُمْ يَرَوْنَهُ بَعِيدًا وَنَرَاهُ قَرِيبًا You just be patient. And then the story of patience, Nuh and even the most patient human being in the end, he caves and he says, don't leave any one of them go. Don't let any one of them go. Now, in this surah we learn that the people called on false gods, right? They called on false gods. They went on this campaign. <coughs> We learn in the Qur'an that for every messenger, Allah installed two sets of enemies. Enemies from among human beings and enemies from among the jinn. Okay, enemies from among human beings and enemies from among shayateen al-insi wal-jinn. They're both, they're both devils. They're not just disbelievers. We're not talking about disbelieving human beings and disbelieving jinn. We're talking about enemy of prophet humans and enemy of prophet jinns. Their job is to undermine the message of the prophets. That's their job, to undo whatever they're trying to do. That's their mission. The humans and the jinns that are the enemies to him. And the, the jinns, they're the ones that reinforce and do constant waswasa to their human counterparts. So the human shayateen are reinforced by the jinn shayateen and they work together to undermine the mission of every single messenger. So the Quraysh or the leaders of Quraysh are the seen enemies of the Prophet But there's an entire unseen army that's also there, that's also doing waswasa, that's also, you know, the enemy. So now Allah Azza wa Jal in the next surah, which is Surah Al-Jinn, is going to show us why do people become so against the messengers? Why would they do that? They would do that because they have reinforcement from the world of Jinn, and some of those jinns defected from the armies of shaitan. They defected and they became Muslim. And we're going to learn about them. Some of these jinns, they heard the message. And they said, it's, that's it, we're done, we're Muslims. Now, not all jinns are Muslims, and not all jinns are evil. That's not, there's not the only two categories, they're like people. Some of them are Muslims, some of them are non-Muslims, some of them are evil. The evil ones are called shayateen. But the ones that are non-Muslim can even become Muslim. They can even become Muslim. So, and even in the Quran, among us are those that are upright, and among us there are others too. He doesn't say others, he doesn't say wrong, there's just others, other categories exist. You know? So that will be the study of uh, Surah Al-Jinn. 
ان شاء الله تعالى بارك الله لي ولكم في القران الحكيم ونفعني واياكم بالايات وذكر الحكيم السلام عليكم ورحمه الله وبركاته